Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema, and how are you doing today, Michael? Well, uh, when this podcast is dropping, I will have just woken up from sleeping on the floor all night in the beluga whale area of SeaWorld, so I'm probably stiff and kept everybody up around me with my snoring, so not so good. Not well, so good. Well, that's commitment for the cause. <laughs> sleeping. You gotta love class trips with junior high kids. Sleeping right? with a beluga whale. Oh, hey, hey, nearby. Watch how you put that. Yeah, not sleeping with the beluga whale. Nearby. <laughs> Keywords: near and by. Nearby. And that is how he was defrocked. All right. That would be it right there. And it came to a so. glorious end. So, And how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Fresh off a of vacation. Lots going on. Nice. Push to the end of the school year. Trying to get ready for an upcoming uh, trip to South Africa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be big time. Yeah, it sure will. So does the SAS have to do a lot of planning ahead of time? Yeah, that's right. I am the essayist for a church body's national convention. Uh, so I'm working on the essays right now. Did oh, you actually have to make essays. I have to you know, write I thought you would write about what happens there. No, 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 no. You come no, no. with I, I got to come with two prepared. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. So I worked on that today a little bit. So yeah, a lot of I lot of things that have to essayist. get done. I yeah. don't I don't know if they're going to invite you. No. I yeah, have a suspicion. I don't, uh, you know what they would get? Something like Barney or you know. Well it would be essay. it would be entertaining. <laughs> Not unlike this movie it that was we're going to do today. Was this good was a very, very entertaining movie. You know, I stumbled across this one a couple of weeks back on Netflix. Uh movies called Like Father. I, I will tell you, when you say, hey, I just watched this, we're doing it. And I'm like, what? I got to go watch it. This was yeah. good. My wife and I watched this I one I told again. you. This you was right. This is just a very sweet, entertaining movie. It was released on August 3rd, 2018, directly to Netflix, and uh, found a little information on it. The cost of this movie was $60 million. Yeah, that's what I saw. And the, the uh, return, the box, so to speak, although a Netflix movie... A hundred eighty-seven million dollars. Yeah, it wasn't on IMDb. I had to go all the way to uh, what does it say? ReleaseDetails.com. Yeah, we found. I some, found a new place. Finding some new information. Yeah, because it was not out there. This was one where the cinema and the DVD Blu-ray release were the same dates. Yeah, yeah, it's not that too amazing? often. And then you talk about Netflix. So uh, yeah. Yeah. But this is a good movie, and it was directed by first-time director Lauren Miller-Rogan. And if that yeah. name sounds familiar, yes, she is married to the comedian, producer, actor, Seth Rogen. Uh, so this is yeah. her directorial debut. This yeah. is her uh, big entry point. You know, here it is. Uh, this was 2018. Mm -hmm. Her and Seth got married in 2011. She had done two shorts back in 2003, 2004. Yeah. But this was producer, writer, actor on this one. She was uh, she was big time in it. She did it all. Yeah, this is kind of, I think, a little passion project by her. That's what it seems to me to be. Uh, let's talk about the does cast. It, does it make you wonder about her and her the father's relationship, maybe? Eh, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> could be. We're going to get into that. Uh, let's talk about the characters in the cast. Playing the lead, Rachel, uh, is Kristen Bell. And mm. 
I really like her career. I've just kind of grown yeah. to like her career because she just keeps turning up in things I really enjoy. Uh, you know, she's the voice of Anna in the mm-hmm. Disney classic Frozen. Me uh, too. You know, she's um, she is Sarah Marshall in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, one of my favorite oh, romantic comedies. Yeah, she's yeah. really good. Uh, she was in a television show you and I both thoroughly enjoyed, The Good Place. Hilarious. Uh, yeah. She's been in the television show, Veronica Mars, uh, a movie uh, with a sequel that I think is just hilarious, <laughs> Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas. She is wonderful. She yeah, is so such funny a great character in that. In that. Uh, go Back in Time, Ralph Breaks the Internet. She's a voice yep. in that. She's a voice in Zootopia. And did you know she was in the movie Burlesque? Uh, I did not. Wow. I mean, that was like that one down. way back machine there. So, and that's just to name a few. I mean, yeah. she's got even more. I was surprised the number of TV shows. The Veronica Mars is a good place. This Do Re Mi. She had some some long running uh, Central Central yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. But um, I also had Movie Forty Three. Everybody seems to be in that one. Yeah, I should watch that sometime. Maybe we should check that out. And a Scream Four. She plays that bit role at the beginning oh, of Scream. Oh, that's right. She I was part of the Scream that. series. We're mm-hmm. up to six now. Yeah. Um, and I had Chips, oh, which was a terrible remake. Terrible remake. Should... I shouldn't say that. I heard it was terrible. I never watched it because oh. I love the original TV show, so I can't really say it. I heard it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, she's great. She's fun. She's hilarious. She's. She, I think she's a very good actress. Now, playing her father, Harry, is Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> and, you know, we know Kelsey Grammer for, right out of the shoot for two shows, mm-hmm. Cheers and Frasier. So, pop quiz. Pop quiz. From Pop. Mm-hmm. Which one did he do more episodes of, Cheers or Frasier? I think it's Frasier. Yeah, 263 for Frasier, only 202 for Cheers. There you that go. surprised me because Cheers I'm ran like, longer, yeah. but he wasn't necessarily in all he of them wasn't, early on. He wasn't in the beginning. Yeah, but over 200 episodes of each. Yeah, isn't that Huge. crazy? So, we know him for that, but uh, he's recently kind of popped up in a lot of movies and, and some even before. Uh Recently, The Expendables 3. He's great in that movie. He really is. Um, A movie that was just released. I haven't seen it yet. I'm kind of waiting for it to come out on, you know, on streaming, The Jesus Revolution. So my mom went to the theater. Yeah. She said that was her time. Those are her people. Oh, yeah. 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 She's a little older than you, so I don't know if it'll work for you. but Calvary Chapel. I mean, that's the movement, you know? So what's interesting is I, I joked with you one time we're going to have to start a new segment instead of is this a Christmas movie? Is mm-hmm. this a Christian movie? Mm-hmm. That might be one. Yeah, we might have that to look at one. that yeah. one. Uh, he was in the space, uh, the space between. Uh, he's also in. Let's see here. I want to get hit some of the big ones. I love this one. He's in The Simpsons. He's the voice <laughs> of Sh- Sideshow Bob. Yeah, I mean that's hilarious. You, you can't make that up. And he's Beast. In the X Men series of movies, yes, uh, I think yeah. he's also Days in one. Of Future and Last Stand, yeah. isn't he in? Uh, what is it? Up Periscope. I think oh, he's yeah. in that too. I forgot about the that old movie. one. Yeah, I got Transformers: Age of Extinction. Oh, that's right. And a uh, Fame, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a great movie. Um, but he played. Uh, well, I guess it's not really a spoiler. I could say he played kind of the bad guy in Toy Story Two. Oh, that's right. He did, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy, which he's, was a great voice. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's a fun actor. This is one of those things. Oh. We usually don't venture down this road. Oh. But he is very much a, a devout Christian these days. Uh-huh. He's he's kind of reconnected with his faith 
very outspoken about it. Kind of interesting to see that, that in a Hollywood person. Yeah, I, I did see. You know, I love looking when uh, on IMDb shows uh, upcoming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's he's already up? filmed three episodes of Frasier revival. Oh, they're all coming back anyway, right? Oh. So I guess Frasier is going to ride again. Wow. I'm... Or take to the couch. I don't uh, know. It'll be very interesting to see that. Now, so. playing Owen, who is the uh, groom who stands Rachel up, you know, walks off in the middle of the wedding ceremony, is played by John Foster. For, uh, for a reason. Yeah, well, we, we only know him yeah. for a few things, though. Terminator yeah. 3, Poor Boy, uh, Accidentally on Purpose, uh, the informers stay alive. Not a whole lot. He's kind of a newer Nothing face. Really know. Yeah, no. kind of a newer face. Now playing. I mean, when you're in Terminator Three as the gas station cashier, yeah, you're still yeah. you're still cutting your teeth. You are. Yeah. You are. Now playing Rachel's boss, Frank Larue, is Brett Gelman. Now he's a different deal. Brett Gelman's been around a while, and he is a very very funny comedic actor. Uh, we know him from. Uh, I love this. Harold and uh, a very Harold and Kumar <laughs> Christmas. Of course. Yeah, know, if you're in that, you're a comedian. Uh, Lemon, the other guys, inside job in a role he's really known for. Uh, he's the crazy uh, the guy who's like the government conspiracy theorist in Stranger Things. That's right. And oh, I forgot he was it in that. Such oh, yeah. a good role. He's hilarious. Oh my gosh, I love him in that. He he goes yeah. to Russia. You know, he goes yeah. to Russia to go uh, rescue the, the sheriff. I love this. I mean, he's great in that. Uh, he's in Blunt Talk and a little television show. It was a spinoff of the movie Bad Teacher. He's in Bad Teacher, the television well, show. Of course he is. <laughs> was was he uncredited for this? Because he's not listed on IMDb. I'm surprised. I yeah, didn't no, see no, him he's there. Yeah, is Brett, he Brett, Brett he Gelman is there. Yeah, huh. Frank LaRue is there. You got to go leave digging. him off? I don't know, but he's there. Uh, now playing... Uh, the older couple on the cruise ship. We have Leonard, played by Anthony uh, Lucera. And here's the big thing he's been in, Boardwalk Empire. Of course. I mean, how do you, there it is, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, he's also in The Longest Week, Crackers, and a little television show called The Metropolitan Opera. So not a lot, no. but some pretty good things. And playing his wife, Shirley, is Mary Lorman, and I love this. She's in Orange is the New Black. I'm, I'm starting to think I might have to watch that. Oh, you haven't seen any of that? I haven't seen oh, it's any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's uh, definitely got its, its uh, prison element okay. to it. But it's women. Yeah. So it's got its comedy. It's got its sad parts. It's, it's a nice mix. It's a, okay. it's a good storyline. Uh, he's in. She's in. Bill- fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but yeah. fiction meets reality yeah. kind of thing. She's in Billions. Uh, what children do? Divergence, and mm. she was in the movie. Uh, the movie version of the producers. So again, some good things. Good stuff. Now playing the um, the young African American couple on the cruise ship is Beth and Dan. Beth is played by Blair Brooks. Again, not a lot for either of these. Demolition. Blind spot forever time goes by i don't really know much of her work no so she's kind of a new face and then playing dan is leonard oots he's funny he does a nice job oh he's funny in the movie yeah he's really funny but again set it up standing up falling down master of none and that's it yeah i've just given you his acting career that's the whole thing now playing the 
homosexual couple on the cruise ship. And these guys are hilarious. Dan and Jim. Dan is played by Leonard. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Dan, um, Jim and Steve. Jim is played by Paul Downs. We know him from Hacks, How It Ends, Time Goes By, Broad City, Rough Night, mm-hmm. Ghost Team. His career is, he's on the upswing. I, he's I, on the start. I recognize Rough Night only because of Scarlett Johansson. But, right. But I didn't otherwise really know a whole lot. Now, playing his partner, Steve, is Zach Appleman. Now, you know Zach Appleman because he's in Sleepy Hollow, a little uh, cable show that's in its final season, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> you knew I had to mention oh, that. Of course. Oh, that's you know, right. I, I got I to gotcha. gotta watch me a little Maisel this week. You know, it's the last season. Uh, the Good Fight, uh, Good Friend of Me. He's in some things I've heard of, things I know, things I've watched. One so. episode of Blue Bloods. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here you go. Playing Jeff, who's the <laughs> single guy on the cruise ship who tries to get together with Rachel but doesn't happen, is the yeah, director's husband. It, it happens. Seth Rogen. Well, not completely. Well, dad, dad, just, uh, dad freaks out the one night because yeah. he can't find him. They, yeah. Just a little. They, they, there was a love connection for well, a night. For a night. Now, yeah, for a night. Seth Rogen. He's the most credited person in this movie. Oh, by far. Yeah. He and then Kristen Bell. Now, here you go. No, it's him. Ready for this? Huge. I love this. This is the end. We've talked about doing that movie. Super bad. Anchorman. He's the uh, camera guy in Anchorman. Oh, I love starting that. at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I like it. 40-year-old virgin. Uh-huh. Knocked up. Step Brothers. He's the guy that's going to give him a job when they, uh, mm-hmm. when they pass gas during the job interview. And he hey. goes, that's, 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 you know. You're not passing over Kung Fu Panda, are you? Not yet. Oh, because that yet. came before Step Brothers. Because uh, here comes yeah. the the Green Hornet. <laughs> and I like the Green Hornet because it's entertaining. No, you didn't. I do. No, you no. Didn't it's like the it. Green Lantern I don't oh, like. Oh, you're right. I Green those Hornet, I like Green Lantern is the worst, <laughs> worst superhero movie ever made. Right, I, I will there. stand by that, too. I will take the Lone Ranger over the Green Lantern. But... The Green Hornet is entertaining. It's stupid, but it's entertaining. Okay. Uh, Kung Fu Panda, and of course, it's sequels and everything right. that goes with it. He's, he's in the Mantis, na- yeah. he's in the Neighbors movies. You know, Neighbors one, two. I think they're up to three of those. Hilarious. Uh, the interview, and let us not forget, he was in Pam and Tommy. We've talked about Pam and Tommy. Yeah, we have. That was really good. I mean, those are just some I, of my favorites. What I, else do you I, have? I watched This Is the End recently, which. It's so weird because it's guys playing themselves, but yeah. in a very apocalyptic end of the world. So that was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know the the 20 Jump Street. Uh, With bad theology, things. by the way, this is the end has some really bad theology. <laughs> it terrible theology. It's pure works righteousness to get to heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, you didn't mention Sausage Party. Oh, I did not. And probably I'm for sure a good we're, reason. we're going to do that in Christ Culture. So I have season, a suspicion right? that's one we're passing over. <laughs> never say never. Well, you um, know. Uh, what about, um, what was the one that just, the uh, History of the World Part Two? he plays Noah. Yeah, I, well, I you told said you. said that's bad. I started watching it and I had to stop because, uh, in fact, I even sent my son, I got a little video clip the other day. It was on uh, uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it was the uh, Inquisition scene from History of the World Part One, And I had to send it to my son. Show him because really that's like. brilliant humor. History of the World Part Two is just not well it's written. Not good. It's not good. And I recently went to Super Mario Brothers. You did, and, and he, he is Donkey that. Kong. He is he the is, voice. Of he Donkey is the Kong. voice of Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Now, 
these, this is the cast. And let's just talk about this movie because, again, this is very sweet, very funny, uh, but kind of hits the heart a little bit. Uh, movie about real-life stuff. We have Rachel, who is a, uh, a, a fast-track New York City go-getter in the grind, in the business world, in advertising, doing her thing, uh, and she's getting married. And right before she's getting married, she's on her phone working deals. She is. And when they when she goes up to the altar, you know, she comes down the aisle. Now she nobody walks her down the aisle because her mother's dead, and well, the father's not in the scene. You know, he's 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 gone. He's been gone since she was like five or six years old. She comes down the aisle, and you know they they begin the service. And what falls out of her bouquet? Her cell phone. And, that didn't go over real rice. And real, Owen well, just looks no. at her and says. I'm out. Not one day can you stop. I'm out. And he walks out on her right there, leaves her at the altar. Now, sitting in the congregation, the audience, the gathering, happens to be Harry, her father. Because Harry tells her, well, you know, there's this little thing called the internet and Google. Yeah, she asked how uh, we knew. And he's like, I've been following you all these years. He goes, certainly you've You've looked me up, haven't you? And she said, no, not at all, <laughs> which I thought was, ooh, that, that was, was painful. A, that was a tough one. But Harry uh, goes over to console Rachel, and uh, they end up going out to a bar. And they end up getting very, very drunk together. They did. Uh, but connecting at some level. And when they wake up, they're on a cruise ship because that was her honeymoon. So they decide to go on this honeymoon. Neither of them realized, though, that somehow they got on this cruise ship. And you and I both are cruise people. I just got back from a cruise. It's not that easy to get no, on a cruise ship. You, you, I don't think they would let you on if you were so drunk you can't remember how you got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's part of the reason I like this movie is you and I, we love going on cruises. Yeah. So now they're on um, a cruise ship. So good. Yeah. I just love that they're on this cruise ship. And what what's, what happens now in this movie is... You know, they're assigned table mates at dinner who happen to be Leonard and Shirley, Beth and Dan, and Jim and Steve. And when they introduce themselves, you know, they get to, uh, you know, Harry and Rachel, and they think they're married. And they're like, oh, no, we're not married. We're estranged father and daughter. We haven't talked to each other in X number of years. And they're all like, oh, this is good. I mean, they're like, they're all in. This is going to be part of the entertainment of their cruise. Jim, the, the, the one half of our gay couple in this oh, movie. Oh, yes, he's a counselor. He's a counselor. Yes. He loves this. He's just all in on this. But what the what the other three couples are doing is they're encouraging them to rediscover their, their father-daughter relationship. And, and that's what happens now in the movie. You know, they go on that couple's day. They, you know, you and I go on these cruises. They'll have, like, the, uh, the not-so-newlywed game and things like that. Been on it. And uh, you have been on it. I'm the guy sitting there laughing at the people up front. You're yeah, the guy up I'm front. I'm the guy up front. Of course. It doesn't surprise me. How do you get your <laughs> wife to go up front? I can't She was imagine. all in on that. You got to remember, when my wife gets on a cruise ship yeah. and there's nobody around that she knows, oh. she relaxes. Oh. You haven't seen cruise ship, Jessup. Okay, that's a whole new level. <laughs> it's a different level. Cruise ship. She can relax. Jessa. I'm away from everything. She's away from everything. Okay. We go to the shows. Oh, we yeah. go to the karaoke bar. Yeah, yeah. We go to the piano bar. We have a good time. Well, and that's what happens on 
yes, this movie. They have a good They're time. They're having a good time. Now, the thing that my, my wife and I both laugh at is they get on the ship and they have nothing. They have no clothes, no whatever. <laughs> and Harry just keeps going down to the shop and he just keeps buying stuff. I mean, he's coming back with Which clothes. It's not and, cheap. And they don't have that much clothing. No. I just got off a cruise ship. I am yeah. telling you. They don't have that kind of stuff. No. But that's what made it funny for us. I mean, we're kind of I mean, watching first this. First port you get to, you can do a little more shopping. But what we're discovering is, as they're going through this, Harry never wanted to abandon Rachel. He really didn't. But he felt pushed out of the picture. Right. And Rachel was a child. She couldn't conceive of why dad disappeared. And mom was the one who became her sole parent. And Harry, not being able to handle this or take this, goes all the way to California, where he and his partner, his business partner, uh, have a business together. We don't really know anything about him, but... Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot, but the business partner, uh, what nothing has been revealed yet in this movie, and, well, spoiler alert, uh, we discover his business partner has died. Right. And Harry is alone in the world. And Harry goes looking for the one person that he is still biologically uh and call it what it is familially connected to and i think that's the the root of this movie and what makes it so sweet is harry's desire to have what he lost right harry to be a part of something bigger and connected to him and he knew in this world is this daughter of his um and it's, it's amazing what happens is uh, Rachel gets a call. You know, she get there, get to a port. She gets a call, uh, and it's uh, they're trying to find this, you know, find Harry because Harry is, um, you know, he's in bankruptcy reorganization. So she thinks he only came for money. Truth is, he was taking care of his partner and friend, and that's he had to declare bankruptcy because of all the uh, mounting medical bills because he took such phenomenal care of his friend. And, uh, oh, by the way, he has his friend's ashes with him. Exactly. He yeah. brought his friend's ashes so with they, him. They had no luggage. But they had the ashes. They had the ashes. Which, again, which is part of the funny part of this yeah. movie. Uh, but once Rachel realizes the depth and the width and the breadth of the character of Harry, you know, her heart softens just a little. I love when they do the uh, ca- the uh, the karaoke night the the singing and he goes again he goes to the store and cruise shop and he comes back with these blue sequin matching outfits for them to sing and dance to and uh of all the songs they they choose you know right up my wheelhouse sticks come sail away i mean that's just (laughs) which was classic and again it it, it almost reminded me of this of that movie we did praise this because everybody on the ship starts doing it with them and dancing with them it was like a whole group effort and you think this is the sweet moment they're going to be together. But Rachel mm. Rachel is just like her father, aptly named Movie. Uh, and what does she do? She, she She's going to go out to California and help her dad, but work is there. And she's she goes to New York. And, you know, there's Harry who thought he had reconnected and refound his daughter, goes back to California alone. I want to pause at this point because what makes this movie, I think, so relatable is how many people in the world do you and I know that are genuinely lonely? There's people everywhere around. Exactly. But they're lonely. They're not connected in a meaningful, tangible way to their 
to their family, to their children, to their grandchildren, whatever it happens to be, it becomes almost sharply relatable when you watch this movie because we we know, we see so many people like this that are lonely, mm-hmm. hurting, uh, isolated from people who they love, but those people are, are not connecting back to them. Uh, what did you see? I mean, did you see that? I mean, that's what I saw in this. I, you know, the hard part is everybody has a certain amount of, of built-up hurt, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have to decide what good that's doing or, or where you're going to go. When, when we yeah. see estranged family members like this, we see it a lot, let's face it. Oh, it, sure. It's a sad situation. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you can do about the past. Right. You can harbor resentment. You can say somebody doesn't deserve something. But in the end... You, you watch it with your wife when she got to reconnect with family. Yeah. It's yeah. something about, like you said, knowing who you are, where you're coming from, what's going on, having that piece of missing. She didn't have her dad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so Very true. whatever part you can get back and, and it changes her it physically changes who she is. I mean, right. we went from the woman who wouldn't take off for anything to, I want to go see my dad. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great ending. The ending is brilliant because yeah. she goes back to work and there's... I wanted you know, more, though. Yeah, well, there's... Left me wanting more. Frank LaRue is there, you know, her boss, and, and she says, I need to take 10 more days off. And he just looks at her stunned because this is not Rachel. Rachel is always working, working, working. Why she's about to go make a pitch to this big client up in New York, standing yeah. in their, their suite. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Uh, And what does she do? She goes the other way to California and mm-hmm. shows up. And, you know, there's Kelsey Grammer, Harry waiting, you know, uh, at the at the house when she pulls up. It's it's really a very heartwarming scene, I think, at the end of this yeah. movie. Uh, well, I, it, it messed with me a little bit. When when she showed up, yeah. got dropped off, mm-hmm. knocking on the door, ringing the bell, nobody's answering. And I'm like, he died. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, he died. Yeah. Or, or it was all a scam or, right. you know, I'm expecting the worst. Right. And there he shows up with Jim. And Jim's husband. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Steve. It, they're helping him take some trash out. Yeah, because they and were doing like, oh, what she, in. they're doing what she should have been doing right. with him. Right. Uh, which was also cool because you got to see this expanding community mm-hmm. from this from this cruise. All of a sudden, here's this Jim and Steve who've connected with Harry. And I, I would suspect, you know, Shirley and, Be- you know, uh, Beth and Dan are just on the you know, one one layer out, and so are Leonard and Shirley. I mean, you could just see this little community has formed that has been cheering and rooting this father and daughter back together, back to reconciliation, back to wholeness. Uh, you know, a pastor friend of mine uh, used to say, um, you know, he would he would hand you a, a belt, and he would grab you would hold take one end, and he said, "I'll pull the other end," and he'd pull the belt. And your instinct is immediately to do what? Pull back. Pull back. And he'd pull a little more, and then you'd pull a little tighter. And he'd say, why are you pulling the belt? Let it go. And I always thought this was such a great illustration of what we do as people in holding grudges. Rachel clearly did not understand the circumstances of why her mother and father got divorced and why her father disappeared from her life. She had no idea that Harry was really—he felt marginalized, pushed out, and pushed to the side. And it hurt. He said, every time I went to see you, it was a great line. Every time I went to see you, it got harder to say goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. So one day, I just stopped saying goodbye. And that was like tearjerker moment. And now all of a sudden, here they are connected. Here they are reconciled. And I think that 
this kind of movie had great appeal because it was funny. This movie was charming. This movie was sweet and entertaining. But this movie also had a very relatable message uh, that we as God's children need to be more forgiving mm. and less grudge-holding. You know, how, how much different would the world be if we were just a little more forgiving with each other? Well, and, and not even forgiving, but but what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah. You know, that's just it. it is, uh, for youth, uh, on Wednesday night, we were just talking about... Uh, uh, what the conflicts with friends, relationships, whatever, and and yeah. you know, I just asked him. I said, "Think of your last two, three fights. Yeah, were, was anything you fought about really worth it? Yeah, what were you hoping to accomplish? Right. I mean, it's amazing the amount of things that we push back against or get upset about. And we're like, what are we arguing about? That are stupid. So stupid. I mean, they're just and and it, cause conflict between brothers, sisters in Christ. Yeah, it has in 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 the big picture, really didn't mean a whole lot. No, but in the small picture. It 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 either wrecked, cracked, fractured, what have you, a relationship. You know, we we need to be more. You know, as uh, let's be pithy, but it's it's what Jesus says. You know, you know, love your enemy. <laughs> right. It's not easy to do, but if you can just love your brother and sister, if you can just love your family, if you can just love your friends, it makes it a whole lot easier in being open to caring and loving others. Which I think brings us to our question of the day. Uh, you know, when you when you watch a movie like this, it really does challenge you as the as the person watching the movie. Who are you in need of reconnecting with? Mm. Who is it in your life that you're allowing the clutter of life get in the way of of having a meaningful, lasting relationship with? And you can fill in the blank. I think it's different for everyone. Is yeah. it a friend? Is it a is it a, is it a relative, you know? Is it a child or a grandchild? Who is it that you need to reach out to today? Take the step, like Harry. I mean, he took the step. He, he got on a step. plane. He flew all the way to you know New York. He he showed up, uh, you know, as an anonymous guest at his daughter's wedding. He took the step, and Rachel in turn had to take a step towards Harry. Right. But somebody's got to take the first step. Who is it that you need to take the first step? For? And don't give me that. Oh, safe face, reputation, none of it matters. No. That's such ridiculous it's stuff. It's stupid. It's just yeah. stupid. Now, hopefully you'll you'll check this movie out. I, I encourage you, check out Like Father. It's on Netflix. It is a worthy watch. And I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, consider leaving a rating, a review. Share the podcast with others. We have this lovely little growing audience here in our little niche of the world of uh, movies. And don't forget the book, Christ, Culture, and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect. You know, I'm taking some copies of that book with me to South Africa. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they get movies in South Africa, you know. That's good. That's good. They should. <laughs> they better. We're seeing the worldwide numbers. Oh, Ooh. good heavens. Absolutely. Now, next time, next time I'm challenging you with a very different movie. Oh, boy. This movie is not sweet. This movie is hard. This is the movie that was done on the hunt and the ultimate demise of Osama bin Laden. Next time, we're going to take a look at Zero Dark Thirty. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Dr. Jeffrey Skopak and his assistant, 
Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>